This episode is brought to you by Work From Anywhere. It's an amazing moment in time, the new era of work from anywhere. It's a time when our post-pandemic environments are opening the door for leadership teams to reconsider how to run great companies in this new work from anywhere world. To help with that, our friends at 90.io have launched a new channel completely devoted to all things work from anywhere. Among the leading authorities on work from anywhere to support small and medium-sized businesses. It totally makes sense. The 90.io technology makes it easy for teams to stay connected as they transition into a work-from-anywhere world. From people and technology to communication and culture, rely on 90.io as a trusted resource for this new era. Stay up on trends, explore what's now and what's next. Just Google 90.io work-from-anywhere or visit them online at 90.io forward slash work from anywhere with 90. Again, that's 90.io forward slash work from anywhere with 90. System and Soul. I am here today with our operator, Mackenzie Reeves, and our tip for the day comes from Daniel Coyle's book, Culture Code. And Dan Coyle was a researcher. He looked at military, he looked at sports, he looked at business. He wanted to know what makes phenomenal teams. And he boiled it down to three things, not in any order. The first is common purpose. So when we look at common purpose within the framework of system and soul, we have that S2 roadmap to get everybody on the same page aligned to where we're going and where they fit into that story. The second two kind of go together in a very interesting way. It was vulnerability and safety. So the top three things that make really powerful teams, common purpose, safety, and vulnerability. What struck me in Daniel Coyle's book and his research is that we tend to think as human, if there is safety, I will be vulnerable. And he found that to be not true at all, not even like slightly true, but not true at all. What happened was, is when people stepped out with vulnerability and were met with safety, then it created a culture of vulnerability and safety. And so the vulnerability actually has to come first. If no one's vulnerable and we all feel safe, it's because it's like artificial, right? So uh, Mackenzie, you stumbled onto something that fits this perfectly. And I would love for you to go ahead and share with us the four stages of psychological safety. Yeah, absolutely. And I would say um, vulnerability is is one of my favorite things to talk about, read about, Uh, learn about. And I'd say probably the best on that end, the best person to learn from at this stage, I think is Brene Brown. So that's always, she's always a resource. She's written several books about it and it's all backed by research. Um, But this was a new thing for me. I hadn't, hadn't learned about how safety is developed in a workplace. And so I found this article and this guy named um, Dr. Timothy Clark, he came up with the four stages of psychological safety And here they are. So I'll just run through them really quick. They're probably going to make sense to you if you just think about the people on your team who are maybe new or even the people that have been around for a while. Just 
put them in these stages because I think it makes a lot of sense. So stage one is inclusion safety. And that's just simply the need for like basic human connection, feeling like you belong in a space. So think about those new people. They're just literally trying to feel like they fit in in some way. Stage two is learner safety, which um, is a safety that allows for learning and growth, like exchanging ideas, uh, engaging in a in a learning process, asking questions, receiving feedback, all those things are stage two. Stage three is contributor safety, um, which means that people are at a point where they feel like their skills and abilities can make a meaningful contribution. And then stage four, the highest stage would be challenger safety, which creates a space where people feel, feel free and feel comfortable challenging the status quo, questioning why we're doing something the way that we always have. And so it's, um, it really makes a lot of sense. Um, and I think more than anything, when I read this, I thought, wow, this requires, I, I don't, I'd have to keep reading the article. We can put it in the show notes, but, um, there, there's probably a timeline for this and how it sort of plays out, but it, it, I would imagine it takes quite a while to reach that, that highest level of challenger safety, but absolutely worth it for the, for the growth and development of the business and the team. Yeah. One day we'll all be smart enough to figure out how all the stuff that we talk about fits together. But um, that challenger safety, I immediately think there's the ability to feel safe to challenge. You have to have a team that you trust isn't going to be defensive every time they're challenged. It goes so much back to what we were talking about a few episodes back with John Ott about exceptional leaders and how uh, they have a level of just inwardly sound where they're not going to be rattled by being challenged. They're going to, you know, be like, oh yeah, that's a great, you know, they're going to be excited by the challenge, not defensive by the challenge. Thanks for sharing that. System Assault, we'll see you back on Tuesday.